Welcome to the Love Yourself Healthy Podcast. I am Melanie Lillis. I'm an eating psychology coach, nutritional therapist, and I have my Bachelor of Physical and Health Education. Throughout this podcast, we are going to be diving into the realm of eating psychology, body image, self-love, and creating a healthy and happy mind. I cannot wait to share my knowledge with you in hope that it's going to positively influence your life. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so sorry it has been so long in between podcasts, but I have a pretty good excuse. I am currently in Japan traveling for around two months, which I'm really, really excited about. But because I'm traveling, I didn't bring my microphone, podcast microphone. So if the audio is a little bit different today, you're just going to have to deal with it. (laughs) I have no other option pretty much. Um, yeah, so I want to fill you in with what I've been doing because even on my Instagram, Brave, if you follow me, you'll notice I have also been kind of quiet on there and I have actually just come to the end of running my very first six-week beat binge eating online program, which has gone really good. I am really happy with the results that the girls have achieved and just the mental state that they're currently at, like where they've, where they've gotten to. Um, So that's been really, really nice and honestly, that has taken up a lot of my time because I created the course as I went based off where I felt like the girls needed to go, which was a really beautiful way to do it because I wasn't locked into any specific topic that everyone had to do. I kind of bounced off where they were going and where I believed they really needed to focus on and, and move in that direction. So I created a new video every single day. There were different strategies to follow every single week. Um, They got a new program every week. There was support by me every single day. I did some live videos. It was a really, really um, fun time for me and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm definitely going to be running the program again. So if you are struggling with binge eating, even um, just any kind of disordered eating pattern or self-love, this course would be really great for you. So I'm going to be taking uh, another intake very soon. So yeah, just feel free to send me an email at hello at bearxbrave.com. And I can tell you much more about the information. Now, the other exciting thing, I know I'm speaking for a while, but the other exciting thing is that I just launched my very new ebooks. So I have also been a little bit quiet because I was creating these ebooks because I get a lot of messages, um, mostly from people coming through my podcast, and they will say, you know, I have this issue, I have, I'm struggling with this, and can you give me advice? And I love giving people advice, and I thought, why don't I just create these ebooks so I can collate all the information that I know, put it out there to get people started on their journey to a better life. Now, my main ebook is a beat binge eating ebook and it goes through the strategies that I not only use with my clients, but that I also used on my own journey throughout my eating disorder recovery. Um, so that's a really good ebook that I thoroughly like. And then the second ebook is a self-love guide. So all the strategies that I love to use to help people to create a positive body image and just really connect and embody more with themselves. Um, that was the second one. The third ebook is a, um, it's like a recipe ebook kind of. So why I say kind of is because I give you like a 14 day kind of like a meal program and in that comes recipes. Now, I didn't make this program so that you have to follow it to a T. I made this program or this meal kind of program so that you had heaps of different options. And I made sure that each day that I put down there, you have a really good balance of macronutrients so that you're getting a nice balanced diet. 
And the last ebook that I created is a Cravings Crusher Secrets. So yeah, it just pretty much goes through like if you're craving certain foods, what you might be missing. Um, so that's a fun little ebook as well. So I created four different ebooks and you can get them all for just $29. So I will put the link down in the bio so you can click on there and purchase. And if you do purchase them, please let me know how you feel about them um, and if they've helped you and all of that. All right. So Getting on to the point of this podcast, I actually had a beautiful girl message me not long ago um, saying that she was really enjoying my podcast, but she was uh, getting started on a wellness journey and it can be so confusing when you're beginning your health journey, your wellness journey, and there is so much information out there that you just kind of don't know where to start. So I thought I would create this podcast for anyone who is starting their health journey, give you my top tips for beginning your wellness journey, where to start, what to do. So you can grab a notebook and you can write down all these ideas and get started. So the first thing that I would always get someone to do is to assess your current situation. So before starting any kind of wellness journey, you need to take a look at where you're at right now, what you need to do right now and where you want to get to. And I think the best way to do this is by writing some questions out in a notebook, just answering them to get a better kind of understanding of where you're at. So I'm going to give you a few questions that you can write down. So grab a pen, grab a paper, pause the podcast as we go. Number one is what makes you happy and fulfilled? Number two is what do I need more of in my life? Number three is what is no longer serving me or what do I need less of in my life? Number four is where and when can I commit to my wellness practice each day? So be specific with this. Don't make it up like I'm going to do it every morning and every night if you don't have that time. Figure out where you have the time and then write that down. Next question is what are a few of the positive or healthy habits that I am willing to commit to in my wellness practice? So for example, maybe you want to start walking in the morning. Maybe you want to start meditating, gardening, I don't know, reading a book, whatever it is write it down, anything or one thing or a few things that you want to commit to every day. And the last question is, why these practices? So how will each of these specific practices help to improve your overall wellness based off where you're at right now? How will these practices help change your life? So refer to the positive and the healthy habits that you've chosen. So that is number one. And that gives you just a really good understanding of where you're at um, and where your goals are, which are going to help for the next section, which is setting your intentions. Now, I get any client to do this of mine, I get any friend to do this of mine, any of the group coaching programs, like any of my eBooks, I always include setting intentions because we all need to know what we're aiming towards. You can't really start off and and start your wellness practice if you don't really know what your end goal is or what you're working towards. And it doesn't have to be I want to lose this amount of weight. I want to look like this. I want to look like that. I want to do this. It's like, how do you want to feel? Yeah, what do you want to achieve? How how is your life going to change? So take some time to really think, what are my intentions for this program? What what kind of a person do I want to be at the end of it? How do I want to feel? Um, Anything that comes to mind, you don't have to have a lot. You can just be a few. And it just kind of helps. It's almost like goal setting, but we'll get to goal setting a little bit later. yeah, setting those clear, precise intentions. And these might change over the weeks when you start to improve or whatever, and you can always revisit them, but you need to start off with the intentions right at the beginning. Now, 
The next area that I would get you to work on is to create a mantra that you can remind yourself of each day. Now, this is another thing that I get all of my clients to do, and I guess it's almost like a self-affirmation. A mantra is a little bit different to an intention because it's more like a single sentence that you can remember and remind yourself of every morning or remind yourself of if you are starting to like lose focus a little bit. So your, I don't know, your mantra might be, I am healthy and strong and beautiful and I choose to make these decisions to make my life a healthier place or whatever it is, something that peps you up, something that makes you feel good, something that keeps you going throughout the day um, along your wellness journey. And I loved having a mantra to kind of focus on because it grounds you and it brings you back down to what your intentions were and what you're working towards. If you don't really know what you're working towards, if you don't have something to remind you of every day, you can easily kind of slip off the bandwagon. So first things first, assess your situation, set your intentions, and then create your mantra. Now, the next area that I would get people to work on is to assess and to clean up your nutrition. Now, I believe this is where people, not so much go wrong, but we all kind of want to, as soon as we get the motivation to to do something, we want to go all in, right? We don't want the slow approach. We don't want to just do it half ass. We want to really go all in. But this is the issue. If you eat meat and you eat dairy and you eat processed foods and you say, I want to be vegan and then you go, okay, I'm going vegan tomorrow. I highly doubt that's going to last and I'll be very impressed if it does. You can't really just completely flip your world upside down because your body isn't used to that. And if your body is used to eating meat and your body is used to eating dairy and the processed foods, when you flip it on its head and take all of that away, it takes some time to adjust and you may feel really crappy in that process. So what I would always tell anyone to do is to not change everything at once. Pick a few things. So just say you do want to go vegan. Maybe you take red meat out of your diet and you only have it once or twice a week. Then from there, maybe you take it out and you only have it once a week. Then maybe you cut it out altogether and you start to decrease your chicken. You know, whatever it is, just do it slowly. There is no prize for the fastest person. And I found with any kind of diet change, the people who make drastic changes are usually the first to fall off the bandwagon. Slow and, you know, just comforting for the body and soft on the body is always the easiest and the best and the healthiest way and method to go about it. So have a look at your nutrition. Make sure you're getting in as many whole foods, natural whole foods as you can. See where you want to clean your diet up, but then also make sure you know where to replace it. So I'm going to use the vegan example again because it makes the most sense in my head to explain. If you're cutting all meat out from your diet, you need to make sure that you're replacing it with a plant-based protein. You can't just cut it out and then not replace it with something because you're going to start getting nutritional deficiencies and then you might get sick and you might feel really crappy and the rest is history. So I would suggest if you are struggling with understanding nutrition that you go speak to a nutritionist. I'm always here to give you any advice if you need it, but that is the next area I would look at is assessing and cleaning up your nutrition. All right, next area, very similar to the first, assessing and cleaning up your exercise routine. (laughs) Now, exercise obviously goes hand in hand with nutrition. Obviously, nutrition is a little bit more important, but exercise is just as important for the body. Um, Now, same thing as nutrition. It's not. It's so important to not go from nothing to full steam, right? You want to slowly start introducing things and 
Don't underestimate the power of incidental exercise. What I mean by that is this, if you usually take the elevator, go and take the stairs, right? If you usually, I don't know, go and sit down in the park for lunch, maybe go for a walk and eat, you know, eat your food and then go for a walk for like 20 minutes. Whatever it is, incidental exercise is awesome. But have a look at your exercise routine and think, do I enjoy this exercise? Because you don't want to be doing exercises that are super punishing on your body and that you don't enjoy because you're more than likely not going to stick to it. So have a look at your exercise and think, how can I include exercise that I actually enjoy doing and ones that I'm going to stick to? So for me, I love snowboarding. So right now I'm here, I'm in Japan for two months and not one of these times am I going to go to the gym. And that's fine because I'm snowboarding all day. And that for me, that's actually incidental exercise for me because I love snowboarding. It is so much fun and I don't do it because I'm like, okay, I need to go burn calories. I do it because it's so much fun, but I'm burning a lot of calories doing that. So have a look at where you can introduce fun, pleasurable exercises that you can stick to. It might be a dance class. It might be taking your dog for a walk. It might be going swimming. It might be going rock climbing, whatever it is. Maybe you enjoy going to the gym. Maybe you enjoy doing weights. Whatever you enjoy doing, that's fine. Um, Just make sure it's not punishing and make sure you're not doing anything at all. Next area, create a morning routine. Oh, I love morning routines. I have spoken about them on my podcast before. I talk to everyone about morning routines, but I think having a really good, healthy morning routine is so important for having a really healthy, mindful day. I think it sets your day up really right. And it puts you into that really good headspace that you need to be in throughout the day. So for me, I'm going to go through my morning routine, which I've already done before. And I also want to talk about how things can change and that's okay. So first I'll talk about my morning routine and then I'll talk about how it's been flipped on its head right now and what I'm doing instead. So usually when I'm at home, I will always wake up and I'll have lemon water in the morning, a really big glass, try to hydrate myself, and then I'll go for my morning walk, either with or without music. But if I am using music, it's usually some really calming and grounding music because I don't want to get my heart rate up too high or increase my cortisol or anything like that. So I just do a really nice gentle exercise. Um, And when I get home, I usually do a stretch for about 10 minutes, um, which just kind of like... Not that I need the flexibility or anything like that, but just to get my muscles, you know, opening and opening up my chest. I find that sometimes when I wake up, my body can feel quite tense. And so just opening up my chest, opening up my body um, and feeling a little bit more limber just gets me in a positive headspace. From there, I'll go and do some dry body brushing. And this just helps circulate all the blood flow around your body. Also helps me make, I don't know, it kind of makes me feel like, because it's such a physical acts like I'm actually brushing my skin and all of that I just feel like I'm taking care of myself so that obviously there's a difference between self-love and self-care and I do a lot of self-care and that self-care makes me feel really good about myself and it makes me feel like I'm doing something to make me feel good which kind of then pushes into that you know self-love category so I do my dry body brushing and then I'll have a shower And to be honest, I used to do my meditation in the morning, which I loved doing, but I found recently, well, in the last kind of few months that, I don't know, I just kind of got back after my walk and I was a little bit too um, awake and alert. And I know that sounds funny because you don't want to be asleep when you're meditating, but I was struggling to calm my mind. And so then I tried to do it just as I woke up, but then I was too sleepy. So now I've changed my meditation from the morning to be 
at night time before I go to bed helps to calm my mind and get, get my mind ready for sleep. So after I have done all of that and I have my shower, I will go and have a really healthy breakfast. Now, all of that does not take very long. It maybe takes an hour all up. Um, And that's fine for me. I don't mind waking up early to have those practices to make me feel good. Now, as I just said before, it is absolutely being flipped on its head, my morning routine right now. If you could be in my eyes right now, I am looking outside the window. It's snowing. It's freezing. I think it's about minus 10 right now. I'm not going for a morning walk. Let me tell you. (laughs) So what I'm doing at the moment is I wake up each morning and I start my day with a stretch because it is quite cold here. I feel really stiff in the morning. So I'll do a nice stretch. And then in my stretch, I'm doing really slow breathing techniques, really breathing into my belly, slowing down my any kind of stress response, getting into that relaxation response. And remember, I've spoken about this before. In your relaxation response, you have ultimate calorie burning capacity, ultimate metabolism, everything's working as it should, and your feel-good chemicals are starting to be released. So I'll do a really nice, gentle stretch, usually for about 20 minutes. And I'm quite sore from snowboarding every day, so that's really good for me. Um, And then I'm just having a really nice warm tea and then a shower. And that's it. And that's all I'm doing each morning. But that for me is really putting me in a good headspace. And I think the difference is I'm on holidays right now. I'm pretty relaxed most days. Whereas when I'm at home and I've got a stressful job or whatever's going on, I need that to keep me grounded. I need that to feel centered in my body. So have a look at your life and think, okay, what are the exercises that could really help me have a good morning routine? If you're not sure, please purchase my ebook. The self-love guide in particular goes through all of these different habits as well as the binge eating ebook. So that'll be really good for you. Um, Okay, the last area that I want to talk about um, or the second last area that I want to talk about is making weekly goals to tick off. Now, having weekly goals to set off is so satisfying. (laughs) I can't tell you enough how good it feels to have a goal and to tick it off physically with a pen. Now, you can either do daily goals or weekly goals. I like to do weekly goals. I just have a few different things that I write down. It might be have a healthy breakfast each day. It might be do meditation each night. It might be take one night off this week to pamper yourself. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be extravagant goals and make sure they are attainable goals but if you can keep ticking off those goals each week not only does it keep you motivated but because you do keep motivated throughout the weeks it actually helps to set the habit the longer you do something the easier it is for that habit to form so yes yeah, daily or weekly goals whatever you want to set maybe it's getting to the gym three times a week or introducing a new fun exercise or um, trying a new healthy meal whatever it is write them down and tick them off Now, the last area that I want you to understand is that we are all human. And I say that because I believe whenever someone says, okay, I'm going to start a new wellness or a health journey, we compare ourselves to either people that you listen to on podcasts right now, or people that you follow on Instagram, or someone who's someone's blog that you've read. And we think, I can't attain that or maybe I'm going to try that and then I might fail at it and then you feel crappy about yourself and you sabotage yourself. This happens a lot with people who are binge eaters. I'll give you an example. They might eat healthy all day and then they have one thing that is unhealthy and even though they've had healthy food all day, that one thing that is unhealthy makes them go, "Eh, stuff it, I'm now going to binge because I've ruined it once. Whereas if you just had that one little unhealthy thing and then forgot about it, 
your body would be fine, you'd be okay, all is good in the world. And this happens as well with wellness people, uh, with, sorry, then this happens as well with people who are starting their wellness journey. They start, they tick off their goals and they make one mistake and then they're like, I've ruined it, that's it, I can't do this, they go and eat unhealthy food, they give up. We are all human. We are always going to make mistakes. You are never going to be absolutely perfect. And I say that to be encouraging and to not pull you down. I say that because you don't have to be perfect. Pick one thing to change each week. That's all it takes. And be gentle on yourself because changing up habits can take a bit of time. So as long as you're making those small changes, eventually everything will fall into place. So just to recap everything I've said, my wellness tips are to assess your current situation, to set your intentions, to create a mantra that you can remind yourself of each day, to assess and clean up your nutrition, to assess and clean up your exercise routine, to create a morning routine, make weekly goals to tick off, and to remind yourself that you're human. <laughs> All right, so I hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. I hope. I'm crossing my fingers that it is not a whole nother month in between podcasts and I do apologize. Um, now that I am on holidays for two months, I'm sure that it won't take me as long. I also hope this audio turned out okay. Um, if you have any questions or you just want to chat with me or you want to know more about my six-week online coaching program to stop binge eating, send an email to hello at bearxbrave.com or you can contact me on my Instagram, which is bearxbrave. And if you would like to purchase my eBooks, please head down to the link below. I would be so happy and grateful. Sending love to you all and I'll speak to you in my next podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would be so grateful if you were able to leave me a review and please follow me on Facebook and on Instagram at bearxbrave. If you have any questions or you want to contact me at all, please email me at lyh underscore podcast at outlook.com. I'll talk to you in my next podcast.